The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler. My co-host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, will be with us in just uh, a moment. And between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders to perform in the top 10%. So we always want to bring you cutting-edge information about leadership, about how do you develop yourself, how do you develop your team, how do you develop your organization. And each uh, week, we bring on guests who will give you some tips, some tools, some information to help you be a top performer. You know, what do you need to do? What does your, t- your individuals need to do to be in the uh, top 10%? And we have been highlighting a program that we're going to do, you know, at the uh, Miraval in uh, Tucson. And we are having a Miraval mastermind that we're going to be doing July 23rd to July 27th. So, you know, uh, once a month, We've been having Michael Tompkins, the visionary CEO of Miraval. I'll say a little bit about him. But then we also have some of the highly skilled experts uh, on the staff who will bring you a variety of uh, information, knowledge, skills uh, around mindfulness. So let me say a little bit first about uh, Miraval and Michael, and then our special guest that we're going to have who's on the line um, is Junelle Lupiani. And she's a registered dietitian, so we're going to be focusing more on uh, how do you eat and nutrition. So let me say a few things just about um, the Miraval. And Michael Tompkins, uh, who has been with us uh, each month, is one of the uh, authors of Mindful Living. And it's, it's a groundbreaking book by the same name. And it learns how to create a mindful lifestyle and how you can be a part of this um, mindful mastermind that we're going to have at the Miraval. So uh, my, Michael himself has been instrumental in bringing the Miraval Life and Balance Spa with Clarence uh, with the creation of the Andrew Weil Integrated Wellness Center to the Miraval. They've just completed some uh, villas at the Miraval, one of the fastest-selling uh, luxury lifestyle real estate projects uh, in the country. It's a phenomenal place, and we're glad that we'll, they'll be hosting us uh, in this summer, July 23rd to 27th. So one of the people there is uh, Junelle Lupiani. And Janelle is a registered dietitian. She specializes in weight management and the integration of nutrition and disease prevention. Janelle believes that nutrition is a fundamental building block to good health and well-being and provides practical and individualized strategies to individualize uh, your weight loss. 
she works with clients to set attainable and achievable goals as they learn how to transcend the enticement of the fad dieting and unhealthy weight management. So before we bring Janelle on, let me just say a few words about our program, and I'm going to just uh, introduce Dr. Kathy Greenberg for many of you who have been following us. We've been doing our show now for um, seven years. We have listeners in 27 countries, 126 cities. We get as many as 95,000 downloads per month. You know, of one of our shows, they're archived uh, on iTunes. You can also go to the Leadership Development News website and get any of the shows and download them as an MP3. Kathy, as you know, uh, is the first lady of happiness uh, for the ABC TV. She's authored multiple popular books on the science of happiness, things like What Happy Companies Know, What Happy Working Mothers Know, and she touches uh, millions of, of leaders as an in-demand speaker, TV, radio, and media personality. And her newest book, which we featured uh, a couple times, is about ready to be launched. Uh, it's called Fearless Leaders, Sharpen Your Focus. And it also has a multi-level business in a box uh, for coaching, so a lot of tools and information. You can reach uh, Kathy at drkathygreenberg.com. Kathy and I share a website where we do programs, XL, xclinstitute.com. And for the folks, uh, to give you a quick background about myself, I'm a licensed psychologist, master certified coach, and I have a book called Leading with Emotional Intelligence that bring to uh, Fortune 100 companies that is full of 100 tools and strategies to develop top performers. And top performers, we define as someone in the top 10%. And I have a free iPhone app called Leadership Keys. You can go to the iTunes store and grab that. And Kathy has a, a also free iPhone app called Your Happiness Now. So, the reason that we do this leadership development news and kind of bring some tips and tools to you is we know um, about 40% of organizations are saying today they do not have enough leaders to fill the void. We have the baby boomers retiring. We have the Great Recession where we lost a lot of uh, employees. And so we have this gap. It really is a brain drain. It's not only a gap in bodies, but a gap in brains who are really skilled in emotional intelligence. And so a lot of our shows, we focus on emotional intelligence and positive psychology. And emotional intelligence is understanding yourself, managing yourself, understanding others, managing others. And we try to provide tools for you to move forward with that. So uh, let me bring on Janelle here. And Janelle, welcome to our show. Thank you, Riley. Good to be here today. Yeah, so why don't you tell us, Janelle, you know, what we usually start off with is a little bit about your background and maybe some of the people who've influenced you. And then we have a series of questions to see, you know, what actually do you bring to you the programs at, at uh, Miraval. So tell us a little bit about, you know, your background and maybe some of the folks that have influenced you the most. Sure. Uh, as you stated, I'm a registered dietitian, and that just uh, means for everyday um, you know, concept around it is I specialize in nutrition and eating for optimal health. So uh, I've been at Marival for six years now. Oh. It's a great place to be, and uh, uh, I've 
centered my professional life about, around nutrition, spent some time doing cancer research in the clinical field. I've worked uh, uh, as well as with critical care, and I'm also a, a sports dietitian, so I work with a lot mm. of elite athletes, and, you know, that's a real interesting group of people who... Uh, rely on you know peak performance and uh, optimal nutrition for uh, their uh, sport of choice. So that's a cool part of my field. Yeah, I um, believe in eating well to optimize your health long term. So uh, a lot of people who have influenced me are people who recognize that it's a different time and. We need to be more progressive with our uh, thoughts around food. These are people like Michael Pollan. He's a huge influence for me. Mm. A guy named Walt Willett, who heads epidemiology at a Harvard, who really talks poignantly about what we need to focus on in food and how our planet today and the amount of people on it, uh, we need to consider how we're uh, eating. And, you know, you stated Andrew Weil, who uh, I've worked personally with for... uh, uh, a while now, and he started the uh, Andrew Weil Integrative um, Medical Center at, at uh, Marival. So uh, he's been a big influence for me as well, and he focuses on eating right, you know, um, and how to focus on an anti-inflammatory diet, which is a big part of what I do. So well, that's, uh, good. that's yeah, that's where I'm at uh, with food and, and my influences, yeah. really. Well, good. So we'll we'll jump into um, some of this information. And uh, Janelle, I didn't get a chance to to tell you. Uh, my wife is a registered dietitian. She oh, kind of spe- specializes. Julie specializes more in eating disorders, uh, anorexia, bulimia, um, but has been an RD for the, the last twenty five years. So it's always a, a topic uh, in our family here. Wonderful. So, the the field itself is huge. You know, there's so many different uh, disciplines and yeah. arenas within the field. Yeah. So tell me, maybe, you know, this is before we jump into the inflammatory diet, just for our audience, because you're a registered dietitian, you know, and I know that's a rigorous background, maybe talk a little bit about where you did your your internship, because the other side of this is, you know, probably anybody can call themselves a nutritionist, but probably don't have the background that you have. So maybe say a little bit about that kind of training and what separates you from someone who, you know, doesn't have the background and calls himself a nutritionist. Sure, your wife has educated you well on that, in fact. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's important to uh, recognize who you're working with and, and uh, whether or not they're credentialed. So nutrition is a progressive science, so uh, everybody is a nutritionist, and lots of people call themselves that. But uh, with any medical profession, uh, knowing that, not only do you want to have the education, so to go to do the schooling and go further uh, to get your master's if you choose to do so, but as a registered dietitian, we are required to do our continuing education like most medical right. disciplines do, and a part of that is a certain amount of hours that are spent with um, uh, every five years to make sure that we are staying up to date with in the field, and uh, that's what, again, it's a progressive science, so it's important not only mm-hmm. to go to college and then get into an internship. I actually did an internship here in Arizona with uh, uh, organization Carondelet, and it was about a year long, and it was wonderful because you get to experience all of those arenas, like I said. So, mm-hmm. so for me, wellness was uh, what I really uh, uh, felt 
yeah. best, you know, the arena that I felt best in. And I was fortunate enough to uh, have the opportunity uh, become available at Marival. And, of course, I jumped on it, and I uh, uh, really have enjoyed the yeah. wellness uh, uh, arena very much, you know. Well, so what, what is good about that is just, you know, for our listeners, you know, you, ha- you have this year internship where I'm sure you're supervised and you have, you know, you basically are learning your craft and it kind of goes back, you know, to the old Greek days of where you have a mentorship similar to a uh, registered dietitian and you doing your, you know, year of internship. You know, I'm a uh, master certified coach and same kind of deal. Anybody can call themselves a coach, you know, but not everybody goes through kind of the the rigor and the the jumping through the hoops that you have to do to, to gather these different certifications. Yeah, yeah, I'm really glad that you brought that up because not a lot of people make that distinction, and it's an important distinction. And, and uh, if you're thinking of having someone help you out in terms of your nutrition, you want to make sure that they're yeah. qualified. Right, right. Okay, well, good. Uh, Janelle, we're going to go to our first break, and uh, so stay, stay tuned. This is Leadership Development News, and we'll be right back. Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better what do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately how do you delegate effectively how do you develop strong relationships across the organization emotional intelligence training coaching books and tools by dr nadler are available at his website www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066 Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. 
listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. And I'm talking with uh, Janelle Lupiani. And, and did I say your last name right, Janelle? You did. Okay. Yeah, thanks. And Janelle Lupiani is a registered dietitian who uh, works at the uh, Miraval, where we're going to do our Miraval Mastermind uh, this summer. So we wanted to bring uh, Janelle on. And before the break, Janelle, you were just starting to say one of the things that you work with uh, is to help you create an anti-inflammatory diet. So what is that and maybe and why is that important? Sure. Um, what we're learning about the human body and the fact that we're made up of trillions of cells, uh, long-term disease, diseases that the older we get, the higher we're at risk of developing. You know, there's a relationship between all of them. There's a relationship between the health of your heart and how it affects your brain function in later years and your vessels and certain types of cancer. The way that we know we can prevent these cancers is the same way that we take care of our heart and take care of our eyes, macular degeneration, all of these diseases that we know the older we get, the higher we're at risk of developing, uh, are inflammatory diseases. So I understand that the you know, word anti-inflammatory gets a lot of media attention these days, and, and with more attention, oftentimes, unfortunately, comes misinformation. So anti-inflammatory diet is not necessarily about waking up in the morning and not having puffy eyes. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's really how it affects us long-term and how not just long we live, but optimizing our health so that those quality, uh, the quality is reached, not just quantity in terms of uh, uh, the, the time we spend on this planet. So I, again, stated earlier, you know, I, I believe in eating right for optimizing our health, which really ties in the uh, whole belief in an anti-inflammatory dieting. Mm. And, you know, I use the word diet there, but again, my use of uh, words when it comes to diet is just how we eat every day, you know, the way that we uh, select our breakfast and the uh, uh, energy that goes into where we're getting our lunch and uh, uh-huh. just our entire day's intake would be what I would call, you know, when I use the word diet. So mm-hmm. uh, the, the idea of an anti-inflammatory diet is pretty simple. Uh, conceptually, it's a little difficult or maybe time-consuming putting put into practice, but that's what I like to remind people. And I know every day I work with people who are genuinely busy people, you know, who maybe have a thought that they don't have a lot of time to spend with their food. But the thing about food is it's essential for existence. And for whatever reason, as a society, we've taken a few things that are essential for how we perform in our professional life, essential needs like nutrition, and we've really put them low on the list of priorities. So there's things in front of that which is necessary for existence, like food. And I really like to not just educate people on what to eat, but how you need to make food a centerpiece if you hope to perform day to day. So the basic idea behind anti-inflammatory diet is that you eat mostly plants. 
see mo- mostly what plants? Plants, yeah, okay. you know, and and I think as a as a nation, we sort of look at those as an inconvenient food. <laughs> yeah. They maybe take a little more effort than we're willing to uh, invest, but the long term benefits are very clear. So, you know, without even making it complicated and talking about these small molecules within plants that are beneficial, if you just create a plant-based diet, so take fruit, for example, if you just say, well, berries, it's undeniable that these particular plants have a whole lot of benefit. If you can commit to saying, before I leave the house in the morning, I'm going to consume half a cup to one cup. And then wherever you keep your briefcase and you keep your keys because you got a spot where you put them so that you can be organized and out of the house in time, also put a fruit bowl there and bring with you two pieces of portable fruit. If you can just establish that pattern, because as humans we're super habitualistic and ritual, mm-hmm. if we can just grab a couple pieces of portable fruit every day, because the fact of the matter is most of us, you know, we're busy, we're at work, doing our work throughout the day, 4 o'clock, human beings, we're hungry, and that's all there is to it. So if there's something else that's maybe not the healthiest choice, we're going to choose it. But if we have with us something so that we can mm-hmm. say, well, maybe I'll go for my two pieces of portable fruit now. Because, again, you want to just get as much exposure to those small molecules that were, are within plants that we know are super protective, not just long-term, but they help us pay attention better every day in a huge decision we have to make every single day multiple times. Right. Should I eat that? You know, yeah, yeah. you just got to be well-equipped to answer the question, should I eat that? And if you're not in a good spot, whether it be blood sugar or you're tired or whatever the reason, you're going to be more inclined to make not such a great decision. So you want to eat right knowing that a big reason for eating right is you're going to have to decide what you're going to eat many times that day. You see what I'm saying there? It's kind of a you know funny thing to consider. But I uh, recently read a study that the average American has to decide whether or not they should eat something through advertising, billboards, TV, radio, 200 times a day. We're actually making that decision. Should I eat that? Do I eat that? Should I? <laughs> so if you think, well... 200 times a day because of advertising? Well, yeah, just the, the amount of you know, uh, exposure we have to having to make that choice of whether or not we should consume something. Yeah, 200. It's huge. You that know? is huge. So, so say a little bit more about, because um, then we'll get into kind of what a day looks like, but what's the, you know, why is the inflammation, and if we're trying to be uh, anti-inflammatory, what's... What is it about the inflammation, uh, I guess, around our organs and stuff that we're trying to eliminate? What is that? Why are we trying to eliminate that? Got it. And, and really the idea here is knowing that you have warranted inflammation. You know, for example, you stub your toe. It's going to get hot. It's going to get red. And that is warranted inflammation. That's part of the healing process. So you'll never eliminate all inflammatory response. In fact, it's essential for healing. Uh-huh. But what we're concentrating on is the unwarranted inflammation and if you imagine yourself you're made up of trillions of cells and each cell has the potential to be either pro-inflammatory or anti-inflammatory and if you just imagine these trillions of cells each deciding whether or not it's going to be in an anti-inflammatory or a pro-inflammatory state when we have more cells 
majority of the, the majority of these cells, for example, this chronic systemic unwarranted inflammation, we know it's an underlying cause of age-related memory loss, Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's disease, heart disease. So the long-term effects of our heart and related to heart disease is all of the vessels within our body, these vessels that deliver blood to every cell. You want to keep those healthy. That's why being in an anti-inflammatory state, that chronic, systemic, whole body inflammatory Mm. state, you Mm -hmm. want to keep it Mm down-regulated. And there's things that, you know, we don't have control over, right? So sometimes people get stuck there, like genetic predisposition or how old we are. Chronologically, we're aging, so that concept of anti-aging, as wonderful as it sounds, it's just not the way it's going, right? right? So accepting these variables that we don't have control over, but saying, wait, there's, there's things in my life that I have control over. So when we think of what keeps us less inflamed when it comes to that unwarranted chronic uh, inflammatory response, are you moving your body? Do you have an exercise regimen weekly that you practice? Are you getting not just the quantity, but the quality of sleep that's essential to regulate? You know, you look at sleeping as almost like resetting ourselves. It regulates and balances out all those hormones that are in flux every day. The hormones involved with appetite, for example, stress, you know, the good night's sleep where the quality and the quantity is there is going to help you decompress and level out stress hormones. And then also um, uh, the stress response. You know, that's a big part of our lifestyle. So you can take a person who is in a stressful situation, their career, you know, high-powered business people, they are confronted with stress. However, it doesn't need to make them a stressed person. And differentiating, understanding that a person can be in an environment, again, you know, bringing up the, you know, the, fact that I work with a lot of pro athletes, that's a great example of a person who uses stress in a positive way. They say, I'm stressed out and it is going to help maximize me. Mm -hmm. So a lot of our perceptions around stress influence us. So, uh, you know, the idea that if you're in a stressful situation, you're stressed out, not so. And then fourth, you know, the food we eat. So you've got the exercise, you've got the sleep stress response, and then nutrition. These are the variables in our life, lifestyle factors that we have control over. So they play a huge role in the health of our bodies long term. So when I work with people, it's not getting stuck on the fact that we're all aging or the fact that they're genetically predisposed to, say, heart disease, but saying, well, what are the things we can control? And accepting the fact that time is finite, so every day we have the same amount, but taking these things that are essential for our health, carving out the time, prioritizing. So you said a couple things uh, in that that uh, were, were very helpful. Maybe we'll, we'll go to our next break because I want to zero in back on, for our, our listeners, you know, some of the practical pieces of then what can they do on, on a day-to-day basis. Um, so thank you, uh, Janelle. We'll, we'll be right back. We're listening sure. to Leadership Development News and uh, come right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. Uh, profiles and practices of top performers. So we're highlighting our Miraval Mastermind that we're going to do July 23rd through the 27th you know, at the Miraval there in Tucson, Arizona. And uh, right now we're getting some of the expertise from uh, Janelle Lupiani, who does some programs there. She's a registered dietitian. And, and um, if you're interested in more information about coming to the Miraval uh, Mastermind that, you know, Kathy and I are going to do. Um, you can go to miravalresorts.com. You can go to drkathygreenberg.com. There's some information about that. And, Janelle, tell us a little bit about, you said during the break, kind of your role there, and you're there four days a week. And, and, and so what could we expect maybe as some of the workshops you do, and then if people wanted individual attention, what would that look like? Sure, I do... Uh... A few classes, a couple workshops, and then I have hours set aside every day for people that come that want to just 
spend their own time with me where we can really hash out and develop their own personalized plan. So uh, I, I will begin with what is um, my fundamental class, if you will, is mindful eating. And what we do is we have a breakfast, and I incorporate the concept of mindfulness, and uh, I use a nice workable definition around mindfulness is, is paying attention. So I help mm-hmm. people see how they can apply mindfulness to the act of eating, and we work through accepting the fact that we're never going to get more time in every day, but eating correctly really exponentially can increase our energy levels. And we talk about how in day-to-day life we can uh, uh, eat correctly, carve out time for it. So I'm so what, a big so what, believer. Go ahead. So yeah, so I know there's a lot of exercise. My wife usually does this one around raisins or cherry tomatoes and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but so when you say eating correctly, so what? maybe you can define that a little bit. Sure. And I think inherently most people know how to eat right. For example, if I, you know, had a big pile of food and I said, okay, let's break this into two piles, a healthy pile and a not-so-healthy pile, we know this stuff and we know that eating mostly plants is the ticket and we know that we want to eat our food clean and make sure that it's got minimal processing or better yet manipulation occurring and we want to have... Uh, more plant fats than animal fats, and we want to uh, uh, recognize these things, but but we oftentimes, because we're conditioned to think that, you know, food's got to be convenient and we don't want to spend a lot of time with it, that's really what people struggle with is, you know, recognizing that they've got it. They've got a general idea, or better than general, we really have an inherent knowledge around eating right. It's just getting us to recognize where the barriers are. And that's in my individual work with people. We don't talk about, it's not, as, it's not uh, always the case that we're strictly talking about what eating right looks like. We're talking about what barriers do people face and why are they unable to, mm. you know, it's, it's, it's... Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, you so, know, you take a person, most of us, again, know how to eat right. Mm-hmm. So it's that idea, and the same thing happens in coaching. Uh, it's not no, always knowing what, what to do, it's doing what you know. So people know typically what to do, they're just not doing it. Exactly, exactly. And that's hmm. why I really work in behavior modification and behavior change. When I do that continuing education yeah. that is necessary, that's what I focus on. Is taking. I mean, I work with highly educated people who are driven, and they're smart, they're knowledgeable people, but usually what limits them is, the time that they have, and really, right. you know, it's, it's, time is linear, so when so, we think about that daily time thing, it gets in the way. So going back to kind of the, the plants, and then we'll talk about some other foods, so, so how many um, either plant foods or, or fruits, you know, should someone consume in a day, and I love what you said, you know, to pair it with maybe where your keys are, and that, again, that's the behavior aspects, um, but how, how much should they eat of either plant food or fruits? When it comes to plants, uh, gobs, I know that's a technical term. <laughs> what is it? Gobs. Gobs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and just really every chance that you have to consume a plant is an opportunity to improve your health. So we need to transcend beyond this whole, oh, that particular plant is high in sugar. You know, the fact of the matter is two out of three Americans have weight to lose, and we continue to think that it's because the sugar concentration of a banana or how much uh, of a glycemic, uh, you know, uh, load a carrot is going to have on our bloodstream. 
So that's that, you know, data that gets in the way sometimes. Right. So if you can consume three pieces of fruit every day and three cups of vegetables, you're on a good start. And then beyond that, you meet those needs. What your reward is just more of them. And don't get caught up in the whole... Should I have them raw? Should I cook them? What about juicing? What if I steam right. them? Do, I, do they diminish their nutrients? Don't worry about that stuff. Just eat them in any form that you can get them. So when I'm working with someone that says, I'm thinking about juicing, uh, but I heard that if I juice in the morning, it might throw my blood sugar off. But if they're the same person that says to me, hey, the reality is I go to work and I work in, with people for eight, nine, ten plus hours, I'm not going to be able to carve out time to go and consume plants, then yes, juice first thing in the morning. Put whatever you want in it. Allow yourself that Hmm. intention. Set that intention of juicing to know that you're going to get the job done and don't get caught up in what form it should be in. Just consume at least six cups every day and then go beyond that if you can. And and so six cups is the three fruit and and three cups of vegetables. So that's That's a good start. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about carbs. We hear so much about, you know, that they may be bad for you. What's, what are your thoughts about carbs and how that may affect, you know, brain health? Yeah, you know, carbs do get a bad rap, but in fact, they're essential. So fruits and vegetables are great examples of carbohydrates, and you want to ingest most of your carbs from those plants. And then nowadays it seems as though we are demonizing carbs more and more. We always have, you know, probably since about the... 50s, 60s, carbs have been uh, uh, the culprit for, uh, you know, belly fat, weight gain around the middle, which is, in fact, you know, not factual information. Mm. You need carbs every day. And a great way to get them is from grains, which by definition are the seeds of grassy plants. And rather than getting caught up in which are the best and which ones are Mm -hmm. causing, you know, uh, harm, you just need to look at your food. And if your food looks the way it did when it was harvested, when it was taken from Mother Earth, it still looks a lot like it uh, did mm. when it's on your plate, you mm. are good to go. And this allows us to weed out a lot of the complication, like should I go wheat-free? Is gluten bad for me? Is rice you know, uh, causing problems for me? Mm-hmm. It's in the whole unbroken form that is close to the Earth, it is good for you. When we take it and we pulverize it and reshape it into something else, and all you need is a visual on this stuff. If you're looking at a bag of pretzels, if you're looking at crackers, those are not the way that they were when they were pulled from the earth. Mm-hmm. You want to have less of those. Don't eliminate these things altogether because we're people and we're human and we're going to have to choose them occasionally, but you want to have those less often. More often... You want to have the unbroken forms of grains or Uh carbohydrates. And that's, again, why I go back to that setting your intention in the morning. Because if a person has something they do that's part of their their habitual nature, every morning you have some unbroken grain. And it could even be quinoa left over from the night before, some farro or brown rice that you add a little soy milk, some local honey, and some berries, too. You know, it doesn't need to be the traditional. The traditional example would be like a steel-cut oats. Those are, those are all great examples. So what about, like, you know, all the cereals and, and whether it's grains or granolas and all that that people typically have in the morning? So that would be an example of it, that it's more, it's not in this natural setting. 
But, you know, you just want to look at it. Granola can be very much uh, a good choice if you're looking down into your bowl and you say, oh, that that's still intact, unbroken. Nobody's manipulated it. Nobody's pulverized it into a fine powder or flour. When you think about your gut, the health of your gut, and again, all of these diseases, are, you know, our whole body is related. The health of your gut. You want to put food into your gut that is whole so that it can do its job. Your yeah. gut's job is to break things into little tiny pieces. So if you outsource that, if you have somebody else do it outside of your body, like take oats and pulverize it into little tiny pieces so it can get reshapen into a circular cereal with a hole in the middle that comes from oats, uh-huh. you see what I'm saying? It's not the best choice, you know, and, and again... When I give people examples of, hey, this is a breakfast that you can make in 10 minutes. Here's three examples. All you need is 10 so, minutes. So go minutes. ahead and give three examples like, well, you know, of a breakfast that would encompass you know, not having stuff that's pulverized. What would, would be some things people could do? I'm, I'm fond of granola, so I'll have that be uh, example number one. So granola with some dried cherries or dried blueberries mm. and some seeds. So in it goes some chia seeds and some uh, flax seeds. And then you could uh, uh, put a little bit of uh, soy milk or almond milk or dairy milk in there. Example number two could be fresh berries and uh, put that over some steel-cut oats that you made one day, but it's two days later, but you're just reheating them. And you've got this time maybe some hemp seeds and some chopped walnuts. And you could put some uh, yogurt in there if you wanted to, or Mm -hmm. you could do a coconut yogurt if you felt uh, uh, like it. And then the third example, oh, my third example is just going to be old-fashioned peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Mm. So you could do, you know, an all-natural organic peanut butter or you could do an almond butter or walnut cashew butter. And if you didn't have jam or you didn't want to use a fruit preserve, you could do fresh raspberries smushed in yeah, there. Yeah, well, that's sliced, good. Yeah, so, sliced banana, you know. What about, uh, you know, bread? A lot of people say they're, they're trying to eliminate bread. I love, you know, really fresh bread. We just had this, some great olive bread <clears throat> that we got that was just so soft and, and pliable. Uh, you could hardly cut through it. I mean, it was just delicious. Now, should people uh, try to eliminate some of that or just do it in moderation? Well, there's the ticket, moderation, because, you know, I'm a food anthropologist. I have my background. My undergrad is in anthropology, and then I uh, further my education to study how people eat. And it's important to consider our culture when it comes to the way that we want to eat food. So to demonize bread but live in a society that loves bread, you've got yourself an interesting juxtaposition there, you know. So I like to say to people, if you choose a serving, say, for example, you need three servings of of grains every day, okay, so carbohydrates, you want to try to make two of those be that unbroken, close-to-the-earth source. And then if your third choice is bread, go for it. I got you. Yeah. Okay, good, good. Well, so um, we're going to go to our next break, Janelle, and you're listening to Leadership Development News, and we'll be right back.
the markets up or down. Or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know, and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Rowan Adler. Uh, Dr. Kathy Greenberg is not with us uh, today. And we are highlighting what we're going to be doing, Kathy and I and, and some other uh, experts, at the Miraval Resort. You can get some more information at www.miravalresorts.com, uh, drkathygreenberg.com. Kathy and I share a website, XL, uh, XCEL, Institute.com, you know, and some more information. So we hope that you would come and join us. It's going to be uh, four days. We'll have a series of activities and things uh, drawing from the Miraval. If you've been listening to us, they have over 300 programs. And then at night, we're going to have our processing our mastermind 
where we'll uh, help you make sense of what happened in the day and to, you know, make some plans and also bring some cutting-edge information, you know, from myself, Dr. Kathy Greenberg. Um, <clears throat> we're going to have Mirabai Bush, who is the person who helped Google create some of their mindfulness programs. She's a co-author uh, with Bob Arandas, <clears throat> Marshall Goldsmith, you know, one of the top thinkers in the world uh, around business and management will also be there. So pretty exciting, you know, for us. And Janelle, tell us a little bit about, so you're going to be involved. What, what would that look like over those three or four days program-wise and kind of your availability? Well, I uh, offer a workshop where it's titled Anti-Inflammatory Kitchen. And what I do there is not just talk about what inflammation is and why it's important, but I talk about how to do it. And I think that's really one of the nice things about Marival is we don't just provide people information. We talk about integrating what you've learned into your day-to-day life, which is a huge component of mindfulness. You've got this head that's full of data, but how do you make it happen? You know, how do you put it into practice? So my workshop around anti-inflammatory kitchen, really valuable. So uh, teaching you, educating you on how to make it a part of your day-to-day life. Um, my mindful eating class I spoke about is just a great start. It's a breakfast class where we talk about setting intention and how to incorporate mindfulness uh, into our uh, daily practice. And we do a nice mindful eating, um, or if you're comfortable with the word meditation, it's an eating meditation that we practice there. And then uh, I work with people individually where they talk to me about their limitations in their life. Maybe it's a career mom who works a you know, 40, 50-plus hour work week but also has kids who are involved in extracurricular activities. I myself am a career mom, so I know that that poses its own uh, uh, you know, uh, issues there, never problems, but it just makes things more interesting. You know? So helping people who, again, are smart people that know how to eat right, recognizing where their um, limitations are, where the barriers and putting the stuff into practice are. So I also uh, am educated in talking around supplements. You know, my my discussion around supplements is, of course, that they're not essential. Uh, Eating right is essential, and where gaps might lie, that's where supplements uh, come in. So I specialize in that and offer a workshop around that as well as talking to people individually about supplemental uh, uh, regimens. So that's a big part of what I do, and it's always, you know, I work closely with the chefs there, our executive chef, Justin, we serve these foods. So while you're there, you're experiencing it. So when people wake up in the morning, they say, wow, I ate an anti-inflammatory diet yesterday. This is part of why I probably feel pretty great today. Uh So it's not just taking my word for it. (laughs) While you're at Marival, we hope that you can uh, reap those benefits and appreciate the feeling of uh, of eating this way and living in this uh, 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 type of environment where you're focused on those li- focusing on those lifestyle factors I brought up, we encourage movement, and it doesn't mean just being in a gym. If you want to do uh, uh, your workouts in a gym, we have great trainers who can uh, help you out there. But we also offer hikes and mountain bike ride. Uh, and outdoor challenge activities where people can appreciate nature. And we have a great uh, wellness department where uh, uh, women like Ann Parker and Lee Weinrob, they're able to help you uh, uh, identify where limitations are in terms of 
your emotional health and stress response. We have a sleep uh, expert, Cheryl Brooks, mm. who, yeah, she's just, I've learned so much from her in mm. terms of, I always thought, you know, sleep had to do with that 20-minute window before bedtime, how you wanted to li- lighten the, uh, turn down the lights and, you know, work on this sleep hygiene right before bed. But Cheryl talks about the whole day, how your entire waking life affects your sleep. And she, again, just like I focus on not just providing information but talking about how you can mm-hmm. uh, incorporate it. So our exercise physiologist is wonderful at making it real and achievable. He, too, is a father, you know, uh, and has his, you know, career, but he knows what it's like to fit bike rides in and be able to get, you know, your cardiovascular fitness uh, uh, achieved. So just good people who are approachable and knowledgeable here at Miraval to help you with your lifestyle factors. You know, I call them TLCs, therapeutic lifestyle choices, mm-hmm. that which you have control over. And I think yeah. we as a community at Miraval really um, embrace that because we're all living it as well. So it's a, you know, it's just a wonderful group of people who uh, uh, know what it's like to uh, live this stuff. Right. So you're talking with someone who has some expertise, but it also is practicing it. And you also did a nice job of highlighting some of the different programs that people can uh, participate in during the day. And then at night, we kind of process the experience and talk about what that makes, how that makes sense, and how do you keep that going. So before we end, Janelle, say a little bit about kind of the nutrition and, and all the research we know about the brain these days and, and how can we keep that peak performance like you're doing with executives and elite athletes. I would say, first and foremost, don't try to uh, isolate food and think about specific ingredients within food that are maybe good for us and not so good for us. I think as a society we do this way too much where we isolate things. So I could have easily answered your question with eat more B vitamins because we know they're coenzymes that propel reactions forward. And rather than isolate things and talk too abstractly around food. We just need to eat real. So when people ask me what my philosophy on food is, it's two words, eat real. And we know that eating real food that's unmanipulated and clean and plant-based, not to say vegan or vegetarian per se, but the bulk of the intake is in the form of plants and grains that have not been pulverized, that they are still close to the earth. And when you choose plant, when you choose fat, choosing more plant fats like avocados and nuts and seeds and cold-pressed olive oil. It's just looking at food and making sure that it's still in its form that it was when it was pulled from the earth. You know, we got to recognize that we have this beautiful relationship with the earth, and the more we manipulate our food, the further we're pulled right. from that earth, which is, a, you know, a big part of mindfulness is so- getting ourselves grounded and and appreciating uh, uh, where we've come from. So, so that's what I would say when it comes to brain function long-term, just like I would say with heart disease prevention and the prevention of certain types of cancers that we know about and our eyes and our, our system at large, it's eating real. So let's say it's the end of the day. People, you know, they got 4 o'clock. They're, you know, at a real low point as far as energy goes. What would be something, I mean, they may reach for caffeine or a latte, but what would else would be 
to help them kind of recharge for that last hour of the day. All right. So that's uh, uh, where, again, you've got to be preemptive about this stuff. So you've got to, you know, uh, uh, tackle it maybe before you leave for work in the morning and having a little snack bag with you. And what I would put in there would be a good plant fat. So that can be nuts or seeds, whatever okay. your choice is. There's not one nut that's better right. than another. It's, they're just different. So maybe you've got some raw almonds yeah. or walnuts in there. And okay. then along with it, I do want to talk about caffeine because I don't see a lot of evidence that shows that it's necessarily too big of a negative. So if you want to have a little dark chocolate in there, the caffeine, you know, it's a vasodilator. (laughs) So that's great when you think of brain function. So maybe an ounce of dark chocolate along with the raw walnut. Oh, people would love that. Yeah, crystallized ginger. Crystallized ginger, we know rhizomes, these roots. Yeah. They've got powerful components that help with the prevention of uh, um, age-related in, uh, inflammatory disease. So some crystallized ginger and maybe then a fruit source, and that can be okay. a dried fruit. So you got yourself a, a quarter cup of, of figs or apricots or dates yeah. uh, with your nuts, your crystallized okay. ginger, dark chocolate. There you go. Well, Janelle, thank you so much. I know my wife loves that Doc Chocolate. Thanks for all your expertise. Yeah. Obviously, we could, we could talk, talk more about this. This is Leadership Development News, um, profiles for top performers. If you want more information about the Miraval, you can go to excelinstitute.com. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.